itinerary. Not the itinerary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's the most classiest name for uh, a, a list a list of items and scheduling. I swear. <laughs> gonna say the bullet points or the script but the itinerary sounded better yeah if i start making a script there's uh we, we've gotten a little too deep yeah <laughs> we need to reel her back like sir you need to, you you're not hitting your lines you need to hit the lines where it says <laughs> they're written for a reason yeah i'm just gonna get one of those snapper things so you can just hear it over the mic and cut <laughs> cut <laughs> and run it all back <laughs> yeah yeah, like you see the apostrophes, that's for emphasization. Yeah. <laughs> for a reason. You think I put them for fun? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I get to that point, uh, I'm just going to close the business. <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> so, how is it going? Welcome to Legacy Respawn Podcast, your weekly source of video game news, reviews, and impressions. My name is Andrew, and joining me virtually is the fibrous one, the Apex Oat, Jacob. Hello. Hello. Man, you really threw me right into it. You went straight from talking about one thing and making me laugh and immediately started. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's you gotta like do you do the woosah like whoo, and yeah. then you get in right, right into character to follow the script we were talking about, you know. You did it so quickly. You put on your Van Damme face so hard. <laughs> you jumped in so quick. <laughs> you know what it is? It's that blueberry muffin and that, that cup of coffee's talking to me finally and it's great. You're right. It's really excited. Something in the old belly. Really excited about it, and you know, I almost, almost wish I made another cup before uh, I sat down. But with you, you know, we're here, and it's a, it's a great Sunday. I don't think we even know when we're going to record this anymore. We just kind of get on the computer and hope we're both on. <laughs> which is, it's, it's really the way to run a business. I think is actually the appropriate way. I think so too. It just kind of <laughs> comes through the weekend, and then one of us will be like, "Hey." <laughs> <laughs> you want to try this time one yeah. this day yeah sure we'll see yeah some some reason we were we're planning on saturdays and all of a sudden it's just like boom <laughs> just gonna record it on sunday <laughs> i always plan saturday don't get me wrong but something always happens and it's just like oh well i'm not even gonna yeah. say anything i'm just gonna let them think we're doing it sunday i guess <laughs> that's how it was yesterday i was like maybe i should hey we could do it today yeah we'll do it tomorrow <laughs> Yeah, that was great. I don't mind the uh, our self uh, our self-created schedule here, or whatever this is. Yeah, I mean we're not doing it like super late at night anymore, where we're like falling asleep while doing it. That's so. very true. Yeah, headbutt my uh, mic and everything, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you have to punch it with your yeah. face all the time. Yeah, like, what? <laughs> Whoa, that was uh, weird. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're losing me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, drink like three energy drinks and a coffee yeah. on top of it. Yeah, you sh- shotgun some kind of Java blend and <laughs> yeah, chug a G fuel. You get you right. straight uh, coffee grinds. Just eating the coffee grinds <laughs> after you use oh, them to oh, make oh. the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had to suck on them. It yeah. really gets the flavor. It's the moistness after you make it that uh, lets mm. it. You can like stuff it in your gums. You know. I have this thought like mixing it with mashed potatoes would make it even better, but that just, I'm really upset about <laughs> thinking about that now. <laughs> kind of barfy a little bit. That would be the grainiest mashed potatoes. Oh, Imagine like just, just extra like, butter. Usually you don't have to chew mashed potatoes, but that, you just smear them around, you know? It's, it's, it's an art oh. to mashed potato eating. 
My eyes are watering. But now you're going to have to like, just imagine like eating sand in your mashed potatoes. I, I imagine mm-hmm. it's somewhere like that. It's like you made uh, quick and easy mashed potatoes, the fake kind, but like you didn't finish the process. <laughs> you just ate it out the bag. <laughs> you just didn't add enough water. You like sprinkled it in there and it uh, made like a Play-Doh paste. Yeah, oh. I got the, the dry clumps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the worst. It's even worse as you add too much water. And then, you know, with this like liquidy paste, it's like, mm. and then when you put them on the plate and you then it's too watery to put the gravy on. And then it's just like, it's just this puddle of just crap on the <laughs> plate. <one thing. laughs> yeah. It just mixes all together in a, a slew of gravy taters. And, and nobody wants that either. What were we really talking about? <laughs> how we get to where we get. Man. Hey cool things in like gaming and tech stuff that's cool <laughs> hey you think One, I, th- I think we should make a podcast about that <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good idea right really just getting on and talking about food and stinky smells <laughs> <laughs> uh tech side of things razor finally released that face mask we did like a a little thing on probably like a year ago now that's very true and <laughs> Almost, i still uh, yeah, we were <laughs> is that what it was called? Because I couldn't tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Zephyr. The the RGB face mask Zephyr. Zephyr. Hmm. That reminds me of uh, Rocket League. I think they had, like crates you open that were called the same name. I wonder if that has any relation. Probably, <laughs> probably not. Yeah, Rocket League's and I mean it might play music out of them too. It is RGB lit. Why? I don't know. I don't know when I go in public and people are like just people talking on their like phone on speakerphone like in the store being all loud like I don't know. It's imagine playing music out of your face mask. Is that like a is that an acceptable thing <laughs> in public? Should it we be doing? Should we be doing that already? I don't know. As long as your RGB lighting is uh, matching it, you can you can, can can you ask for more attention? Like at that point, like like hey, like especially if you had like okay, maybe this would be acceptable if you're going to like. I don't know, a carnival or, or somewhere like that would maybe this would fit in. But if I'm strolling through Walmart and I got this like flamboyant glowing face mask on that's playing music, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I want that much attention at one time. Eh, maybe not for you or me, but hey, somebody. Somebody. Somebody's, there. somebody's wearing that face mask with a, a crossbody bag and, <laughs> and they're doing it up, you know? Don't hate on the crossbody bag. The crossbody bag is it holds holds some good stuff. They hold good stuff. Batteries for your uh, razor mask. <laughs> but it uh, what what do we got here? It starts pricing at ninety nine ninety nine. Um, it includes three of the N ninety five filters. Um, oh geez, or you can pay one hundred and forty nine, and you get the mask plus thirty three sets of filters. That's a uh, lot of for filters. About a ninety-nine day usage. They also sell ten packs of the filters for twenty-nine ninety-nine. Eh, that's it looks pretty solid. That's where they get you. Them them filter refills. But they get you on the good filters, though. At least, yeah. At least you're getting a good one. Made. Yeah, an RGB filter. Way. Yeah, <laughs> like glowing a dark dust in it. So when you breathe, it moistens the dust. I don't that's know. What I, want. I don't know, but maybe not for me. Maybe for somebody. Absolutely. But they're here. They're here. Ready to ride on your face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Anyways, um, <laughs> this is a video game podcast. Oh, you got you have more. Well, I got my. one more. I got one more that I was excited about. Uh, Darkest Dungeon Two uh, released another video. Uh, what was it? An early access video for uh, the visual style that's updated with 3D graphics now. And I never thought I wanted that, but it is uh, super pretty. As I think we both watched right before we jumped on here. It did look good. The 3D is like a blend, though. I, I would give it a blend of like 3D and the 2D. Yeah. I don't think I don't think it's losing its roots from what I've seen. So I think you're still no, good. No, no. The art style that, still. That good. Good. Yeah, it's not like you're going playing uh, that the 2D like dark kind of isometric kind of look to it. You know, where some of this stuff was a little 3D, but yeah, it's not like you're jumping from that to I don't know Diablo. <laughs> yeah. It but, still looks like it keeps its like a uh, hand drawn roots that yeah, yeah. made it so good anyway. Yeah, it looked good. I'd be excited to play it, even though I probably didn't play enough of the first one. I played enough yeah. of the the beginning of the first one. Let me let me stand corrected here. I played a lot of the first one, just the beginning, like probably a couple hours. <laughs> Died many times. Yeah, I yeah, I like to start unlocking like parts of the, like the whatever the hub is or whatever. Eventually, I get like you know a good squad, and then uh, they start like getting chipped off one by one, and it's like, oh well. <laughs> yeah, they start hating each other, and then one yeah. of them goes crazy and kills some of them. And... They, yeah, usually what happens is they get like they lose their insanity, and then they start hurting themselves, <laughs> and then and hurting I, other people. I think one of the worst things that had happened. I done so well, like I had this really good party that meshed well, and then this one boss run, I got to it. And I was so confident about it, and right as soon as I got in the boss, they did like three moves in a row that caused the healer. Uh, which one was I using? The uh, she was the one that was like the she wasn't a priest, but what they call a vestment or a vestal. Or she like did mainly healing moves. But she immediately went insane. And then for her things, she would either just say, no, I'm not going to attack at all. Just skip all her turns or I'm not going to heal. Or she was hitting other people. Well, that's the exact opposite of what she needs to be doing. And then she immediately got wiped out, which caused everyone else to go insane. (laughs) Then (laughs) one move of the boss wiped out my other two people. And I had one person left. They went insane, but they went the good insane. And I think I ended up winning with that one person. Wow. What a victory. Yeah, well, I didn't play again. Never again. On that that (laughs) save, I was like, well, disappointed in that. (laughs) Some of the games are brutal. Games like that. You ever played Bomber Crew? That's another one. Yeah, I played that when I think you told me about it when it came out. I was like, yeah, I'll check it out. That same thing, hard. like this, this, yeah, that game is hard, and the same kind of rules apply. Like, you send your crew out to do got a mission, boom, whole plane crashes, everybody dies. That's, that's great. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Cool. 10 out of 10 would kill a whole crew again. <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> would do this. Sign me up for another mission. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyways, as you found out, this is a video game podcast, and we have. We actually have a lot of news today, actually. Yeah. It's actually a, a good amount. Good amount. But don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Legacy Respawn. And you get the show ad-free and a lock extra content and stuff like that on Patreon.com slash Legacy Respawn. 
And of course, we greatly appreciate all your support as always. Oh, another another fact add to uh, add some depressing news to your your good news of 3D Dungeon Darkest Dungeon. Advanced Advanced Wars One and Two is now delayed till spring of 2022. Uh, how dare them! Man, that's really upsetting. That was, that was one of the remakes I was looking forward to from Nintendo, mm-hmm. and then now it's like, man, let me go ahead and wait another six months. True that's, that though. That's cool, but I guess uh, something is better than nothing. I mean, good thing they're making it. I guess I just hoped it was sooner. Oh but yeah, either. I guess we do. We got Nintendo dues. Everybody should definitely check their local stores because there's a good chance of finding uh, the new Switch. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. So the the Walmart gods had blessed us. And uh, somehow or another, our local Walmart had obtained. I wonder how many. Did you find out how many models they had? I think they had six or eight that they received in. That's, that's very strange. Yeah. And the the person the uh, same person i think that helped you that said like that's all they had and you know they they didn't sell through them like super quick but people would come in and get them like every once in a while like they would see them the same way like what happened yeah so i think it was a good choice i don't think we'll see him again no i mean these 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 switch oled models are going for easily 550 easily 550 when i so what happened was before you little backstory, I guess. Before you told me about this, I had uh, GameSpot made an excellent restock page, by the way, for anybody looking to, to get in the Switch OLED. And they listed all the links for both models of the OLED, the white and the, the blue and red. And you can just click the links and check the restock and uh, see what what's what on there. So check that out if you are looking for one. So I was doing that and just kind of just... I was, I was on the fence, you know? Like, if I found one, maybe. Uh, yeah if I found it online or whatever, just because it was so hard to find. Uh, so I would check that like every day and see if anything was new or anything was popping up. No luck so far. And uh, the only, the closest I got, I seen Walmart's webpage actually, uh, their link went down and said it wasn't available. So usually that means they're doing something fishy uh, with the, with the product stocking. Uh, but I, yeah, it came back live a couple hours later and they, there was no stock still. It was just uh, third party sites, selling it for like five fifty plus. That's and I was like, about. I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> so, and then you text me and, and slid me the, the low key uh, DL on, on local Walmart. And I was like, well, this is destined. <laughs> this is, this yeah, is it right you, here. You got the last one, didn't you? Yeah, I got the last one. Uh, and this was, I don't know, nine o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, we were like, gosh, it's like I, we're kind of like tied down right now doing some stuff. I was like, you know what? I was like, we're gonna do it. We're gonna we're gonna go and get this switch. And uh, we called uh, the the very nice lady at the electronics area, and she was like, hey, you know, we got one left. And I was like, well, that's surprising because I was told about this for like two hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I can't believe you have it. And uh, we're like, can you hold it for us? We'll be there shortly. And oh, we said, can you hold it for us? And she was like, will you be coming tonight? And uh, we're like, yeah, we'll be there shortly. And uh, she was like, no problem. And we got there. She had it stuffed on her behind the counter back there. And Man. I slipped her the old debit card and everything was straight. <laughs> it was very, very yeah. smooth. So props well, to that lady if, if she's listening to the, the podcast. <laughs> hey, you're the real MVP. <laughs> yeah, she's the real MVP. 
Yeah, I was like, man, I better message him. I was like, just in case. I was like, I know he was thinking about it. And we both said, maybe if we see him. That was the real kicker. Like, I wasn't going to go like out of my way. But if it was available and it, and it, and it tempted me and the light shined on it just right, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I will say, uh, from my experience, uh, went on a long road trip yesterday. Did a lot of navigation and passenger riding, you know. So mm-hmm. I did bring it with me. I brought the uh, OLED with me, and I fired up Metroid. And I will say, you can play this during the the dead daylight, and, it, and it's fine. Which is fun, which is phenomenal because the the original Switch was very hard to view in any kind of direct sunlight. Mm-hmm. It made it difficult to play, so you really had to wait till like evening. If you're in like a car or something like that, so you didn't like blow your eyes out trying to stare at it. Yeah, uh, murder your battery from having the, the brightness. brightness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it looked it looked phenomenal during the daylight, and I, that's really what shocked me was like you can see like the still you can see the darks and lights and the color schemes and stuff they use in the game like vividly easily, and uh, it even got it just got even better the darker it got outside, and it, it just looked phenomenal. The Metroid, I think, it was a, it's a great showcase of. Of just how good that OLED screen looks, really. That main screen, just the the open and switch screen looks good. Looking at your dashboard on there. Yeah, the menu looks very vivid. Uh, I had to get some, re-download some games and stuff off the eShop. And I'd never done that before. I had no idea to have where my library was. <laughs> and so I finally found it. But the, the screens and the colors of the stuff in there looks really good, too. Looks really good. Man. But so far, I mean, I think uh, the, f- the additional $50 just for that screen is, in my opinion, it's worth the experience as, as of now. That's where I stand. And not only that, I had forgotten it gives you an extra 32 gigs of space, too. So you got 64 on board. Yeah. Yeah, there's a little more space. I completely uh, forgot about that. I'd, yeah, I didn't remember that either. I was I was transferring stuff, and I was like, wow, I don't remember. I don't remember this much space. I, I got a card mm-hmm. in my other one, but I didn't. I'm not going to take the card out of my old one. Uh, I'm just going to leave it in there for all of our other stuff. Like, I didn't want to tamper with that. So I'm going to buy a new card for this one as well, but I didn't need it. I didn't need it, you know. It's already had plenty of space. I uh, I wiped my original card on my other Switch and transferred, like, a bunch of stuff over. Because I think I'm going to... I don't need, like, a, a third Switch because I still had a V1 model. Yeah, yeah. So this is like a huge difference for me, battery yeah. wise, and that. I mean, I was only using my light, and I kept my V1 hooked up to the TV. Yep. Yeah, that's what mine is. It's the the standard first version. Okay. Yep. And then yeah, we use that. Uh, like all of our like Animal Crossing and stuff on that. I didn't want to tamper with that island backup transfer. Uh, try to mess with. Yeah, yeah. So I have no problem just leaving that on there because we play that on the TV anyways most of the time because it's just kind of easier to play, but. Hey, I think I goofed. Yeah. <laughs> that just made me think about it. Did I just erase my animal? I'm so upset. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, I don't know. No, you should be good. Too late. I don't want to think about it anymore. It's gone. <laughs> I'm not going to think about it. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't I don't think that backs up to the cloud. It's saved like, I don't know how they sure do it. It doesn't. It's super. It's super weird how they do it because you got to do it in game, member. And it's something about an island backup. 
You know what? I think oh. the island backs up to the Animal Crossing thing, so I think you might be able to pull it back. In game, though, I think. Mm-mm. I don't know. You have to look at it. You might have lost. Uh, might have lost everything. Just like at Darkest least, Dungeon. Like, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's terrible. <laughs> oh my god! It's probably like eighty to a hundred hours worth of stuff. Whatever, though. Who cares? Whatever. It's great. Hey, only a hundred hours. Start another island, I guess. Whatever. All those things I bought in the house. Hey, you get a brand new island on uh, your new OLED switch. So. Mm. 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 Anyways. Hey, what's new in the, in the, <laughs> the week of, of news? Story number one. We have PlayStation yeah. State of Play broadcast coming next week. So Joey Scrabbles at IGN says, As soon as announced State of Play broadcast for, uh, for Wednesday, October 27th, the show will run about 20 minutes long and will focus on upcoming third-party releases headed to PS5, PS4. Uh, the showcase will begin 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. UK. The show will include new games at uh, new looks at games we already heard about and a few reveals from our partners around the world. So what do you think Sony's got up its sleeve uh, to really show us this time? Any particular games? Um, what? They'll probably talk about the uh, the Final Fantasy third-party game that's coming out, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, the Origins one. The Stranger sure of Paradise? Or... Yeah, because yeah, that's... Yeah. Is that December? I don't, I don't remember. Not sure on that one. That's one I think we'll talk about. I think it's going to be. If I had to, if I had to predict, I think it's going to be Ghostwire Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. And the other one, I'm I'm hoping to see. I almost would bet money that they would show this, but it's it's the new Hogwarts Legacy game. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's not much on that, and uh, I'm hoping they show that because that sounds like I'm really excited to see what that game is. I want to see more about it. Mm-hmm. That's a big uh, Harry Potter nerd. So, um, other than that, I don't know if they had the Final Fantasy. That's probably definitely one. Uh, as a new stuff, I don't, I don't know if there'd be too much. Maybe some smaller stuff. Um, but hopefully, some of these yeah. bigger, bigger titles will give us a little more. Oh, uh, Stray. They'll probably show Stray. Is that what it was called? The cat. Uh... That's not the cat game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. like they'll show that. I didn't know that was a big... I, I didn't understand that that was a big release. <laughs> I thought that was like a smaller, like, third-party kind of project. It looked good, what <laughs> i seen. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it looked fantastic. Uh, I didn't know it was that big in the news. Like, people are looking forward to playing uh, Cat cat Dude, you know? Cat Game. Cat Game. It falls under third-party, though, so... Hey. That's very true. That's very true. Uh, oh, Sifu. They'll probably show something, some more of that. Seafood, yeah. Yeah. That's in February. Maybe some uh, forespoken. Did you see the see the price on seafood though? I think it was selling for forty nine ninety nine or something like that. I don't know. Oh, seems, no, seems, I didn't see that. I I wanna see a say I seen it somewhere not in none of this article, but somewhere <laughs> else. Uh when I sent you the the list of February releases, because that month is gonna be freaking nuts. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's, I think it said uh, it showed a price somewhere in there. It was like thirty nine or forty nine ninety nine. I thought that was a bit a bit high for an uh, indie game. Well, it, it depends on how much is in it, though. Very true. Curious. I'm I'm really interested in that game. It looks it looks really good, but I don't know if I'm in at fifty. I mean, you can get fist for uh, like <laughs> nineteen or twenty nine ninety nine or something like that. Yeah. So that's all you need. That's all you need. 
very true. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't because they said they're not showing anything new. It's just going to be yeah, more party stuff. Yeah. Already. But yeah, my biggest thing is I hope they show that Hogwarts legacy. That is that is what I'm really eager to see more of. I hope it's like a mix of like magic and bully mixed together, you know, because that's what everybody wants. But yeah, it's going to be great. And maybe they'll they'll show <laughs> Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy one more time. Or did that come? Oh, that comes out in two days. Never mind. It won't be showing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still I'm not. Uh, that's, I don't think that's for me. Still, I'm still not really overly curious. And that 150 gigabyte d- d- size for your hard drive that's a little that's ridiculous. Let's, let's, be let's let's not do that. Uh, so you uh, Call of that, Duty uh, players out there? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they got going on with that. Is ridiculous, but not gonna. I mean, the game might be good. I'm not gonna say that it's not gonna be good. Yeah, but I wish the people need to just manage their files a little more accurately. Is all I'm saying. Like you can't <laughs> just play a little compression. You know, if you want to play uh, that and uh, I don't know, Call of Duty or I don't know, maybe even the new Battlefield. Who knows what that size is going to be? Yeah, uh, that's probably going to be chunky too. You might not even be able to put both games on your hard drive if you have a standard Xbox Series S. Like you got to pick and choose like a game that you want to play. And that's terrible. That's a terrible thing to have to do. And what's even more worse is terrible is like the games are like some of them are multiplayer games like Call of Duty. You're going to have that on there forever until they come out with the next Call of Duty. You know, it's like if you're into it like that. Yeah, because you know you're going to play it. And it, it just sucks. Like you would have to either have to reinstall or you just you just reserve that space forever. <laughs> I mean, duty did start doing where you could, they split the downloads where you could, you know, when you finish the campaign, take that off there. But I mean, it's still a lot of space regardless. Yeah. Well, I think Warzone's like over a hundred gigabytes. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's not, that's, that's one mode. <laughs> like, why is the, why is it so large? <laughs> they, uh, uh, I haven't played it or anything, but they do have their Halloween event going on again. Uh, and, and they have, a. Last year, I know they had Leatherface you could get as a like outfit, and I think this year they have um, Ghostface, which is kind of cool. That is pretty I cool. Give them that for their Halloween stuff. Pretty snazzy. That is pretty cool. Oh my gosh! Knocked half the stuff off my desk. Mm. Cool. <laughs> Good day. It's that bowl of, bowl of cereal talking to you now. <laughs> getting getting all rowdy. <laughs> Speaking, speak, yeah, speaking, yeah. Speaking of storage <laughs> space, story number two says Xbox confirms that they got a two terabyte and a five twelve gigabyte Series X S storage expansion card. Mm, which is, don't put your wallets away yet. Don't put them away yet. <laughs> <laughs> so Chris at VGC says Xbox and Seagate have announced that they have two new storage expansion cards are coming to Xbox Series X S. The current 221 terabyte card will soon be joined by a 512 gigabyte card for 140. That's $140 and a 2 terabyte card for $400. Yeah. Another uh, whole system. <laughs> the 512 gigabyte card will launch in the United States in mid-November, while the 2 terabyte card will follow in early December. Information on the recent pre- release and pricing in other regions have yet to be announced at the time of writing. $400 for two terabytes of space is yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> ridiculous. Let's not even lie to ourselves. No. I got a four. Cards I got a, are tiny. Four terabyte 
backup drive in here somewhere that was like 80 bucks. <laughs> like, yeah, I think I have an, an eight terabyte one <laughs> that was like 100, 120 maybe. Yeah, like, come on, let's, let's be real. I don't even care if it looks like a PlayStation 1 memory card. It's two terabytes for $400. I'm not paying that much for space, regardless. Yeah, that's my biggest argument on it. And I was, I'm very mad every time that I have an update that I still have to delete something. I do have a one terabyte one. Yes. Yeah. I yeah, but, paid okay. a little bit of money for it. I think I got it on sale. I'm going to tell myself that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not as bad. <laughs> but it was in that craze when the Xbox first came out. And I was like, oh, there's one of these. They're not going to be available. <laughs> very true. You know. I mean, I'm not I'm not opposed to the one terabyte. It's it's it's, it's pricey. It is pricey, but mm-hmm. if it's essential, you know, and and that's something you need to hold your Call of Duty, and then it is what it is. <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna be honest. Like, if I didn't have that card for there, I probably would run out of. I mean, I've still run out of space, but I have about with the card and the the internal storage i think i have about 80 games on there that's not i don't have anything like call of duty or battlefield or any of like your big 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 ones but i had geez what's the biggest one i had on there it keeps trying to update well fallout 76 is big uh yeah, yeah. conan conan randomly is just like hey I, I got a 90 gig update what's up yeah that's ridiculous <laughs> It's like every other week, but I think they keep compressing it either way. But still, it, it's still a little bit of, you know, space on there. Those are like my big ones, but I got a good chunk of indies and uh, anything like, you know, 20 to 30 gig games. Yeah. yeah. But it's still like if I didn't have that, it, it would suck. <laughs> it, yeah. I mean, you, you don't have I mean, it's more space than the base uh, PS5 on there. You got about 600 gigs on the PS5, I think, to play with. And I think about 800 on the uh, xbox yeah yeah the ps5 is it's not great for storage space (laughs) that's that's for sure that is an undeniable uh fact about the ps5 is you're going to run out of space (laughs) but you know i've been pretty i've been pretty good with it so far where i've been i've been attempting to do something that i've been trying to do for a long time is actually beat the games that i put on it and 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 then take them off uh, like a responsible gamer and uh, it's been going well uh, so far. I've beaten a handful of games, actually. Immortals was the last yeah. one I've, I've deleted off. Uh, I did not do the DLC because I needed. I didn't need space for Back for Blood, but I just I just felt like I was getting a little a little messy on there, and I just didn't didn't want to put it on there. And I deleted yeah, something uh, else. Um, what else did I delete? I don't know. I think you convinced me to also start doing that. This whole beating a game thing and playing one game at a time on yeah. a system like straight through it's new for me and i i like it i've, I've yeah. been trying to finish a game before starting another one i try and it, it feels satisfying man because it, it then it's like you don't feel like at, at our age now let's let's be honest that uh we can't remember the controls for anything uh <laughs> so you start to play a game you stop playing it for a month and go back to that game you're just not going to know how to play it, and then you're going to turn it right back off, and then it's going to sit yep. on your it's going to sit on your drive for freaking forever. <laughs> yeah, I, I never realized that until getting a little bit older that it's a lot harder to uh, the bounce back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I tell you, and I tell you what though, 
is I've, I've been playing a lot of the Metroid on this on the switch and that game is probably the worst game for accessibility I've probably ever played to be for quite accessibility. Yeah, it is. It is terrible. Like, like there is no, like this game is not made. Like if you have any kind of like finger disorders or problems with your hands, you're not playing this game. I'm scared now. It is very difficult to control only because of the fact that they require you to use so many fingers to do so many of these moves. And it is ridiculous. Like, like there's one part you have to shoot like your arm cannon and, and uh, you gotta like, you gotta hold, you gotta hold both shoulder buttons. Uh, I think it was both joysticks and you gotta be able to use the, the Y button. I think it was. Oh my gosh. It is, it is like playing freaking twister on your switch to play this game at times. And, and I'm so afraid to stop playing it because I would never play it again. Because I would not remember. It's it's hard for me to remember why I'm playing the game, what buttons to push. And it's like if I if I take like a two weeks like spree off and it's like I'm I just won't be able to play it. You're not gonna know where you are. No. It's it's tough. And that's that's my biggest argument with that game. Is it's just it's just very inaccessible for probably a, a large audience that can't they just can't function all their hand fingers like that, you know. Let me tell you, this makes me excited to get it because uh, I think this week I'm actually going to a uh, rheumatoid arthritis doctor, so I'm excited for that. Yeah, you're gonna go in there with like your like <laughs> rolled up fingers, like oh, authors just conquered your whole freaking hands. So tell you me, know? Doc, can I play this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this yeah that, your hand looks like the dude off Scary Movie too. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, let me see your hands. Yeah. Right, relax them. It's like this is relaxed. <laughs> yeah, this is relaxed. Hey. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad though. I'm not. I'm, I'm gonna be quite honest to anybody that's looking to buy this game that has issues with uh, I can't wait to buy with it. with any of that. Then and then be aware. Be, be very aware that it's going to be difficult. And it, it tells you. I mean, it doesn't tell you nothing like that. It's just when you start to get in there and you're like, and and now holding the switch like handheld too is also like a, a cramping problem already. And mm-hmm. you're over here doing like the claw method and like 16 other uh, controller holding methods just to get through it. It, it is, it is a battle of dexterity and endurance. <laughs> so just, just keep that in back your mind. So so want to throw that out there and the boss fights in that game also are very difficult if for anybody that is not aware of that either. Uh, Heard they, that. they, uh, the, I don't know. I feel like the scaling and, and, and how they, the bosses do a lot of damage with like one hit. I don't feel like it's scaled right or something. I don't know. Uh, you can't take very many hits from a boss. And uh, they take they take a lot of hits <laughs> to take a boss out. And it's also multi-phases, uh, like phase one, phase two, yada, yada, different things you got to do. But it is all very pattern, pattern-like and rhythmic almost. Uh, so you can figure it out if you just die a couple times. But it's it's a, it's a learning curve to it, and but it's it's enjoyable and satisfying when you do beat a boss because they are kind of difficult, but not not too bad. I've beaten two That's, bosses so far, so uh, it's good. It feels good to beat them, but keep that in I'm, mind too. I am the difficulty. To get That's uh, it's on my list of, of that'll probably be the next Switch game I get. Yeah, I'm trying to think what I've I've been trying to to play on it lately. I keep going back to old games. You're really gonna love it laying in bed playing that OLED screen with that Metroid. I really and, can't wait to drop that on my face. Yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> pick the glass out of your beard. It's like yeah. <laughs> all ten pounds of it. Yeah. 
<laughs> it, it feels very sturdy though. I don't know if you noticed. It if it, yeah. it don't feel as clunky. And when you put it in the you put it in the dock too, it don't feel uh it don't feel like it is is it don't feel like a toy. You know, oh, no, it, no. It, it feels it like it's a wiggle. Yeah, it feels a lot better when you dock it. Um so that's that's a good thing too. Anyways, moving along here, story number three, Sony threatens legal action against custom PS5 plate company. This one got me. This company. <laughs> so big shout out to the guy that wrote this article, uh, Otto Kratky, because that's the most original name I've read all year. Oh, uh, man. Crackety. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's a fantastic name. Uh, Perfect. Yeah. So he works at an old game spot, but he says after uh, baiting Sony to sue, the brand has found out what happens when you play with chicken with one of the world's largest tech giants. Company which started selling uh, black PS5 side plates earlier this year has removed the product from a store following threats of legal action from the multimedia company. The brand store page from Dark Place has been uh, had come complete with the message: "Go ahead, sue us." The threat, which came in form of a cease and desist letter from the Sony, as shared by the Verge, includes a request from the company to promote, uh, promptly and permanently cease and take down all marketing and promotional or promotion for and seize all sales worldwide of the faceplates. Featuring the product uh, configuration of SIEs, PS5 faceplates, or any similar product configuration. And it says, while dbrand is complying with Sony's request, a decision isn't set in stone. So, one, that's dumb. You don't, you yeah. don't, you don't never tempt a company that's large as Sony. Uh, for one, that's just, for it. it's just terrible. And, and they already had a big debacle over the faceplates are like very early on when the console launched and they weren't very pleased with it. So to kind of tempt the, you know, tempt the, the hand there with this, uh, it's not good. No, they, I mean, they asked for it. They, <laughs> they, they, yeah, they clearly they really wanted it. They yeah, said, they please do. do it. Yep. And so I, I don't feel any mercy for these guys. <laughs> now, what if, else are they like when they when they said they were going to comply with it, but they said we'll comply with these. How they word it like terroristic, like, they called them terrorist. Right. <laughs> Sony. <laughs> like, why? Because they it's I mean, it's something that I'm sure Sony's planning on doing something like this. They probably have something in the works. Oh, for sure. Some sort of custom plate thing. I mean, it, that started way before even the console came out. People are like, oh, we can make faceplates because they're removable as soon as they saw the breakdown video. Yep. Um, and I get it. I mean, it's the, they're a big company. It's probably in the plans. They've already got stuff in motion. You can't let these other companies do it. It's the same thing like Nintendo did for the ROMs. Just yep. a different sense. It's like, I mean, it is still kind of our property. You know, I'm not saying it's right and wrong for it, but. Yeah, I mean, they got the copyright on that whole the whole thing. So yeah. te- technically for you to redesign and, and replicate something that's identical to Sony's, it's, it's really it's, it's, you know, you're breaking the patent on it. So but them saying that they're like pretty much like, oh, it's not going to stop us like they don't care. They're going to yeah. do something else. Uh, it's Sony's going to come in there and lay that that hammer down. Yeah, you don't want that whole the whole legal team on from Sony on you for yeah. For something as dumb as a, a faceplate, come on now. They got money sitting around to use. Yeah, oh, they got it sitting to the side. Oh yeah, they got a whole legal department. They're not. They're not playing those games. I just I was blown away by 
<laughs> by them just uh I, I don't know the nerve to be like yeah fine we'll do it but yeah. you wait <laughs> yeah that's i mean that's the part that i didn't get i mean this company is nowhere near on the scale of sony like the, sony's a billion dollar company uh they i mean they they have lawyers that probably make more than what this company's worth <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like they're not yeah. they, they got no time of day to deal with uh anything like that We'll see how that goes for them. I, I don't. I don't see it ending well if they keep uh, keep up to that attitude. At least, no. They might want to change their business strategy for twenty twenty two because twenty twenty one won't be very sharp if uh, they keep they keep poking the tiger here. Uh, poking that old tiger. But speaking about how much money Sony has, story number four says Sony is in growth mode. Reportedly, has about thirteen to eighteen billion budget for acquisitions. Mm, that's what you don't want them coming at you with. That's what yeah. I'm saying. They got it sitting. Yeah, the big big bucks, and it's very weird that Sony would put these numbers out and and even talk about acquisitions because that's really not what they're about. But they've oh, never been like that, really. I think you know Microsoft. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like the uh, they found the inner beast in Sony. Maybe you know. Yeah, they keep dropping those little comments. Yeah, well, you got to figure, you know, if Sony's been in the lead of this, uh, I mean, you know, console thing for, I mean, Sony's always had more popularity and Xbox is always like, and I, I will argue the fact that Xbox uh, 360 generation, I think they, that Microsoft was superior in that generation. Yeah. Yep. And, and uh, but uh, you know, Xbox always been kind of tailing Sony for the most part and, and always poking at them. Oh, we can do this. We can do that. And Sony's is probably just like, oh, look at, look how big these balls are now. You know, just, just <laughs> throwing them out there on the table. Like, boom, <laughs> here's my money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was tired of it, I guess. But anyways, Michael uh, PSU says Sony Interactive Entertainment has been busy snapping up a number of studios over the past 18 months or so. And the report indicates that the format holder may still have a chunk of cash around 13 billion to 18 billion, to be precise, as the budget for more acquisitions. A detailed report on Marcipian Games repeat, uh, reveals that Sony will likely be very aggressive in future acquisitions, although whatever they go for will be strategically picked. And I, I believe that very strongly. They're not going to just buy something random. They're going to buy something that's very in key and in, in vision with uh, what Sony's, Sony wants. So, Yeah, even sure. They, Their recent purchases have shown that at least. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely they're trying to build some kind of vision and, and they're going to use that money very precisely and smart, I think, to get them there. Uh, yeah, there was plans for everything. What well, Blue Point, they already did two really good remasters for them. And they're like, yeah. hey, why not? You know, that's that's it fits right with us. And then what they picked up the the company that was doing like their PC remasters, some of those. Yeah. Um, what else? They they picked up that other uh, one of those other companies, like a tech company, a while back too. I think. Yeah, something, yeah. They was did it like, something for their AI patents that they were trying to do, and it was something weird. Yeah, and I think they did a lot of porting and and all kind of stuff. But yeah, they've been doing, and they had that VR company not long ago. They did some VR yep. stuff, um, which is phenomenal for uh, PSVR two. That's still in the horizon. That's going to be. I, th I think that's going to be a really really fantastic uh they yeah, learned a holding out that. yeah they learned a lot for uh from the first generation of that and i think they know where they need to improve it like right right off the bat and there's so many other vrs on the market like oculus quest 2 and 
stuff like that now and uh the vive like they, yeah. they i'm sure they learned a lot from uh, those other companies so that quest two for the value like the price of it and, and what you get and what it is is a very solid vr i mean yeah, it's yeah. got like a couple downfalls but I mean, like uh, spec wise and everything for the price, it's really well, and it's wireless. Yes, 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 so big. <laughs> That's such a big deal. You can get the what the the base one for three hundred, and it's wireless. That's, yeah, it's not a, uh, it's not. Yeah, the pricing is not terrible for the Quest Two. And just the amount of stuff it has a lot of very good. Uh, like if you're into fitness and working out, it's a lot of excellent. Uh, things on there for that plus your it's got a big chunk of your regular vr games anyway on there that work great and the controllers are solid for it too oh yeah yeah i know they're supposed to come out with new controllers i think and all that so you're not going to be waving your move controllers around anymore <laughs> Which, yeah they, they do look more like the uh the vive in the quest yeah really it's a more organi- ergonomic um controller too to hold on to it's, it's you know, I mean, not everybody wants to hold like a, a sword hilt <laughs> when they're playing VR. So. From the PS3 era. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I, I do have high hopes for that, though. And and whatever they're using this money for, for the acquisitions, I, I'm sure there could be, it's going to be something with high potential for Sony. Like, I mean, I wouldn't even, like, companies like From Software and stuff like that, I feel like they have a lot very on par with what Sony likes. They like very dedicated uh, studios that make a certain thing. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if, if, if from software wouldn't be in the eyes of Sony as well. I know. I know. I mean, uh, where Microsoft took Bethesda yeah. from software would be like a, a if you want to put it like that, it would be a big hit back to Microsoft because that's all the souls games, all the souls games. Uh, yep. And what the most recent being uh, Sekiro, which won game of the year that one year. Yep. So, I mean, and, that's a lot of, a lot of big things and everybody yeah. it's, it's become a popular, very it's popular very, thing. Yeah. And they, they already have uh, exclusives from, from, uh, from software on Sony's yeah. platform. So that's, that also kind of directs me. I haven't seen anything indicating anything about from software and Sony being in kind of, in a line for anything, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if I had to make a guess. I, f- I feel like that'd be one of the companies that would get tossed up in this acquisition war. I guess you would say. Yeah. That'd be a good one to go. go and look that, after. You know, and I, we know Elden Ring's going to be coming on Xbox, uh, you know, but that could, you know, after that launches, maybe there's something in the, in the loom. I, I don't know. Bloodborne two. Bloodborne two. Yeah. And you know that's not going to come on Xbox. No. <laughs> that's not going to be on Xbox. I don't think I'd want to play it on there. And that's coming from somebody who does play a lot of Xbox. Yeah, yeah. Well, you I know. honestly think I prefer playing the Souls games on PlayStation anyway, Like, which is hard for me to say because I played all of 2 and 3 on the Xbox of Dark Souls, at least. Yeah, yeah I played those on... I played Dark Souls 1 on Xbox. And I played, uh, I didn't even play two, so that makes me a bad person. But I played three on PlayStation Four. <laughs> uh, people, people would disagree. People would say you made a good decision. 
A lot of people <laughs> don't like two. I, I like two. Yeah, I thought I was missing out on some kind of story, but I didn't understand the story to begin with, so it didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, two is. Uh, I mean, it's related to it, but a lot of people say it's it's completely different. But yeah, I really like Dark Souls three. I thought that one was really solid. Yeah, that's that was definitely the one. Like for any newcomers to the series, that that's probably your best bet to start off with because it's the most easy to fall into. I mean, control wise, you, you can actually move you freely and not feel like you're a big clunky brick wall. <laughs> um, just the move you can you can walk and drink your Estus, which is like one of the biggest things. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't realize how important that is till you go back and play like one or two and you're like running from something. You're like, Oh, I got to drink real quick. You yeah, just gotta, immediately stop. Yeah. Stand still. And it takes, it's a long animation. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it takes a while. <laughs> mm, this is so good. Mm, nobody hit me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Then it doesn't work at all. If yeah, it get, if get that, that punch right out of you. Yeah. The animation gets interfered in any kind of way. Nope. No healing for you. But I do think that's probably the a good bet that they might go in the talks with that one. I could see it. Uh, story number five. God of War is coming to PC. Finally. Yeah. We talked about this. We did. Didn't we say this was going to be the next one? Yeah, I think so. Dang. I think I think that's what you said. I mean, yeah, pretty sure. It made the most sense out of all of them. This is the one they were waiting for. And I really feel like they were waiting for Ragnarok to get announced fully. Yeah, that'd get people hyped to play the first one, especially if they haven't had a PlayStation. They could play it on PC, yeah. uh, which is super smart because, I mean, I'll read you, I'll read you the specs here, but this this sounds incredible on PC, really. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, so God of War is going to launch and be available on Steam on January 14th, 2022. And surprisingly, it's only forty nine ninety nine. So that's great, and you get all you get all the upgrades actually uh, with it for that price, which is which is good. Maybe they listen to old Phil Spencer. Maybe uh, it says God of War looked amazing on PS four uh, when it released, and it still made an impressive showpiece on PS five, upgraded at four K sixty frames per second. Uh, let's see here. So here's the specs. This is what Sony has stated about uh, Call of Duty. Call of Duty, Jesus, uh, God of War. Uh, <laughs> it has unlocked frame rates. That's uh, where it's at. Enhanced high fidelity graphics, higher resolution shadows, improved screen space reflections, the addition of DTAO and SSDO, and much more. Uh, Nvidia DLSS and Nvidia Reflex, and that's a that's a big one right there. That DLSS. Uh, mm-hmm going to be able to, to run that at much higher uh much higher conditions with uh less impact on your graphics card which is just a phenomenal technology really right uh built-in support for the dualshock 4 and dualsense controllers which we're gonna that's up? that's awesome uh yeah. and and you get the ultra wide 21 uh 9 uh aspect ratio which is cool for those guys with the the 13,000 inch monitor stretching across your desk Hey, I, I I can't shame them because if I <laughs> if I had one, I would love every bit of it. <laughs> it probably be it, I don't even know. Uh, yeah, that'd be you that'd be pretty everything. wild. Yeah, <laughs> have you seen those ultra wides? Like, uh, oh gosh, how big are they? The, the length of them is just 
astronomical. Yeah, they're nuts. Yeah. <laughs> it's impressive. It's like a like, big... Oh, I don't even know what I would do with that. Gigantic, like, <laughs> hot dog bun monitor. Like, <laughs> what is it? Not the hot dog bun monitor. It's just long and just long. Slim and long. <laughs> it's got two mounts because it's so thick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but that's that's gonna be that's gonna be great. Uh, the ultra wide support. Not a lot of games support ultra wide. Come to come to think of it, uh, that's that's something new still. True. They don't know how to get that thing so long. Get that game long. Mm. <laughs> ah, so got to war. Also, you get some free stuff on PC. You get Death Vow armor set of Kratos and Atreus. Uh, Exiles Guardian uh, shield skin. Uh, Buckler of Ford shield skin. Shining right. Elven Soul Shield Skin and a a Doken Shoulder <laughs> Shield Skin. <laughs> I was waiting for that one. Uh, I don't know how you pronounce it. The accents, uh, I, I probably can't read it either way with the accent or not, but I probably didn't say that correctly. So that double dot O means something different. Oh, absolutely. But my limited uh, vocabulary doesn't support that. <laughs> I I don't read that very well. <laughs> Now, God of War on PC sounds fantastic. So if anybody hasn't played it, this might be the place to play it. Uh, you can bring your your DualShock with you. Uh, that's fantastic. Or DualSense, get the adaptive trigger support and all that stuff right in there. So this great is, great way to experience it. Thing. Just with the new uh, the big old graphics cards, I, I got a buddy of mine that's um, he is probably the beefiest PC that I've ever seen. But I know he's he's already talked to me about it. He's like, I can't wait to run it on 8K graphics. That's ridiculous. Yeah, he's got an 8K TV. <laughs> That's and also ridiculous. His, his <laughs> PC. I mean, it's, it's impressive. His PC, like the tower and everything, was about the size of the desk that was beside it. How big is the TV? I, uh, How big was it? It's like a 50 or 60-something? Six, 60-inch? Six, it's uh, got to be. Beefy. It's got to be like, I, I don't, this is pretty me just being an idiot. But once you get up to like a certain resolution, like it, it don't matter if you crunch it down real small, it's still going to look the same, right? It, you'd have to, in order to like utilize like 8K, it has to be like a big honka tonkin TV, right? So you can see yeah. all the little extra visuals. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just me and I don't understand it, but. Got these peasant eyes. Yeah. Like if you made an 8K, right there, right? 8K switch screen. Like, like you're not going to, you can't utilize whatever that resolution is like on that small screen, your pixel d the density ratios and, and stuff like that. Like it doesn't matter. It's so small. You cry uh, every time you looked at it. Yeah. <laughs> if the image is so sharp. <laughs> like it's, it's, oh, man. <laughs> it pierces. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, it's me, but I would think if you're going to get an AK TV, it better be a honking tonkin wall covering TV. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> the honky donkey. <laughs> it's the only way I think you would you'd be able to see see what it's, what it's doing. I don't I don't know. Yeah, to actually enjoy what it does. What do I you mean, mean, I don't even think they make them in anything small. I like wouldn't the, think. So. I wouldn't think it would work. I don't know. Like sixty, probably sixty, sixty-five and up. Yeah. I imagine that's probably where the market would be. I wouldn't mind. I, I dude, I was on the fence of buying. Uh, like a 70 plus inch TV for our living room before I got the one we got because it was on sale and cheaper and name brand and not some weird right. like insignia. I don't know. Yeah, it's not going to do what you want. Weird brand. Yeah, it, it was nice to say it's 4K. What? How good is it? You know, like, I didn't want to take that chance. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's on our next purchase. I noticed that with our living room TV. We got an awesome deal on it. It was way bigger, but it uh, it doesn't do as well with I know the PlayStation Five that I want it to as my mm. my TV in like our bedroom does. I can notice the difference. It's about the uh, HDR too. That's a yeah. lot about the HDR. Yeah, about the shadings and stuff. And uh, you'll never get that true sense of uh, rich blacks and lights uh, until you get an OLED TV, and they're freaking expensive. <laughs> That's probably going to be on the horizon now. They got the taste of that OLED screen on the Switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I could. You know, we. I, I just really didn't want to dump the cash into it. Uh, it was just so much. I mean, you're talking thousand plus, fifteen hundred probably is maybe ball field for a good sized OLED TV. Uh, and I don't even know what brands would even run you for that price. Uh, I started to tinker into it, and it was a dark path. And I had a, I, I did backtrack. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I'm I'm very content with our 4K TVs. Uh, one is a LG uh, ThinQ, I think. Um, and the other one's uh, Samsung. And they they both. The, is yeah, the the LG in our room looks really good on the on the PS5. And when I hooked that up and and changed it over from an old Vizio, I, I had a 3D Vizio TV. Okay. From, from uh, when they were like the big deal. But I had that forever. It was a 50 inch. Uh, I didn't want to go too big, so we got the 55. No, maybe 60. One of the two. I didn't want it too big because then it's like, damn, I'm gonna have like a freaking headache. <laughs> Sitting and on your couch yeah, with a headache. <laughs> staring at it because it's too big, you know. But went with uh that size. And the instant I changed it over from 1080p to the 4K, I did it on Spider-Man was my first experience. In the city, oh my, it's just incredibly different. Uh using the PS5 and playing the the Spider-Man remaster is what I used. Uh but the city, they all the buildings just look super crisp, uh, very good. The lighting was phenomenal. The glares and the HDR stuff, it, it just, it, it's totally worth it. Anybody looking to get a 4K TV and upgrade from 1080p, don't believe anybody. It doesn't. There's, t- there's totally a difference between the two. Yes. The first time, difference. it's like when you change that component cable over from your Xbox to HDMI cable. That's, oh my god! It's just, it's just really <laughs> landmarking. <laughs> You can actually read stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I can actually enjoy Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along swell here. So we got Elden Ring being delayed for story number six. This one. I'm not too surprised. I mean, because they, I mean, they still haven't shown a whole lot about it. And I think it's fine either way. Yeah, it's not a it's not a huge delay. No. Um, so Ash at uh, the Verge says, "Elden Ring, the newest from software title created in collaboration with Game of Thrones, torture artist, art, artist, author George R. R. Martin has been delayed." Bandai Namco announced that the game's January twenty uh, second release date would be moved back a month, explaining that the depth and strategic freedom of the game exceeded initial expectations. So uh, February 22nd's new release date for Elden Ring. Not a big deal. Only a month. So whatever they're fixing, uh, this mediocre, minor thing. Good old George Railroad Martin. So big expectations for this game. So I don't think they want to screw this up. They did. Uh, and what the, 
Oh, yeah, those are birds. <laughs> when they announced this, they uh, also put up a thing that they were going to be doing. Uh, what did they, how did they word it? Not console test, but closed uh, to. Closed network. Closed, yeah, so you could sign up for it and possibly get a chance. I, I did do that. Did you hear anything? Or when were you supposed to hear something for this? Ah, uh, I, I haven't. I think there was a date that it was supposed to be, and I guess you'll just get an email uh, about it if you're accepted. Because I think it's in November, or when yeah. the dates are. Was it the beginning of November? Yes, November twelfth. I think well, that sounds about right. I wonder if it's still. Oh, well, maybe if I just click the link, I put in here. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> See if uh, it's still up. I'm fairly just. Uh, certain as November 12th. And if that sign up still, yeah, it looks like the sign up is still up. Uh, yeah, November 12th, 13th, and 14th. And it's five sessions, it looks like. Yeah, because we got talking about the times for it. That's what it was. Yeah, they're pretty crazy for. So 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific time is the November 12th one on a Friday, which is really uh early in the morning for anybody very early because we're Doesn't eastern matter where you're at eastern time for us would be uh see, you, you can't get into this till 6 a.m in the morning cool. six it'd be six to nine a.m would be our time uh so that's mm. that's silly uh or you can wait till uh friday night and you know you can dilly dabble in there at uh uh 10 10 p.m to uh 1 p.m. So that's probably more accurate for you. Yeah. That'd be a little bit better. Yeah, 10, 10 sure to 1. I'll get, that, I'll get that 6 to 9. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, you want to get up at 6 in the morning to 9 and, and just <laughs> half asleep, try to play Elden Ring? <laughs> yeah, that's what I need. I'll do very well and be able to uh, yeah. definitely yeah. help them out with any type of yeah. tests. <laughs> your, your parries and dodge rolls are going to be on par. On, on Just freaking par, dude riding that horse the whole time yeah horse ride good did you see the leaked footage of the the, the motion in the game i, the, I don't think so the traversal uh stuff it just shows the guy uh walking and uh <clears throat> jumping i guess to show how that works it uh it was very short maybe 20 second clip or something uh that leaked out but it looked it looked really dark souls ish the, the movement uh or demon souls ish should we say because that was a little newer uh, but it looked like I think that. it'll be fine. Hopefully, oh, yeah. hopefully we'll get into it. Yeah, I think it's gonna be just fine, just fine. And and they've been making this game a long time, and a one month delay don't tell us nothing uh, alarming. So that's that's good. Now, um, yeah, that one month is bad. I mean, at this point, just about everything that's coming out is delayed. So it's just yeah. a an ongoing thing, just to accept it. Yeah, at least uh, they didn't blame this on. COVID-19 because that's True. that's getting a little like I understand there's difficulties uh, but you can tell me the truth just just tell me that that the game's broke <laughs> you know like yeah I know it's backed up everything but I, I would rather hear like you just want to get some more done to it yeah yeah absolutely you don't but, have to you don't have to dodge around the curtain you know just just come on out and say hey this this game is broke bro we need to fix it that's, that's different for us because we're a little bit more uh accepting on yeah. everything like you and me at least yeah yeah a lot of people i mean it don't matter what the excuse is they'll just be like oh where's my Elden ring where is it <laughs> just 
<laughs> it just gives us more time to finish a game that we've had sitting yeah. to the side for eight years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ready to be played. That's the issue, usually my problem. And I, I really kind of get uh, a little happy when I see delays sometimes, to be honest with you. <laughs> Phew, I got more time. Yeah, I got more time to try to do something. But guess what? What? We don't have no more time to wait for Splinter Cell for story number seven. <laughs> Did we you finally waited. get what you wanted? We talked this into existence, and it, I'm very happy about this, honestly. I just can't wait. I swear, they, somebody's listening. But a decade later, uh, Ubisoft has finally greenlit a new Splinter Cell. Yeah. So uh, we had this big conversation about how they're not utilizing Sam Fisher or whatever <laughs> as a, their key one of their key IPs. And I don't know. This was a while ago, and somehow this is, has been created and uh, made into a real thing. Uh, so... I'm excited about that. But Tom Henderson of VGC, said, VGC says Ubisoft has greenlit what would be his first mainline Splinter Cell game in a decade. That's according to development sources who told us that a title has been put in production as the means of winning back fans frustrated by recent efforts to revive the franchise in the mobile and VR spaces. It's not clear which studios are working on the project, though two people with knowledge of Ubisoft's plans suggest that the new Splinter Cell was being led by a studio outside of a traditional Montreal base. The title is an early phase of production, the source says, but there's a small chance it could be announced next year. The most recent Splinter Cell game was 2013 Splinter Cell Blacklist, and the eight years since its release represents the longest period without a new entry in the franchise since its debut in 2002. Ubisoft already announced a new Splinter Cell project last year, but many fans were left disappointed the game announced as a VR-only title created in partnership with Facebook. So... We have that. Uh, I think this has something to do with that Netflix series as well. They need something, a uh, companion launch maybe or something. Oh, uh, they're they're doing one for Splinter Cell? Yeah, it was an animated Splinter Cell series uh, that was planned for Netflix uh, quite a while ago, really. And that was like, everybody got super excited. Oh, man, they're bringing back Sam Fisher. This, this is the moment, you know, but then there was new game. It was just this... <laughs> It was just this uh, animated series. I'm not saying it's not going to be good, but that's not what people want. You know, they people want Sam Fisher. They want Splinter Cell, and like, why? You know, stealth games are one of the one of a kind kind of things. You either love them or hate them, right? It's not. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very particular market for uh, stealth games. That's actually what I was going to talk about. I um recently watched. I think it was a couple weeks ago. Maybe it's not been too long, but uh, Alana Pierce did a video talking about splinter cell and saying like asking you know people is like do you really think that this is a good choice for uh ubisoft where they are currently in their market of games and how they make them and that made me think on some of the areas she was like pretty much like think about how their games are designed right now and how they typically do their games in general um and just like uh, how there's not a whole lot of stealth games on the market right now. And the only like big ones really was like dishonored recently ish. Yeah. Yeah. Now I think uh, they have to be extremely careful with how they make this game. Uh, they can't, they can't make this uh, that one. They can, if they, if they make this a copy and paste uh, thing uh, into their Assassin's Creed engine or Ghost Recon engine for that matter, it's not going to work. They, they, nobody's going to buy it. It needs to be its own entity. Uh, Splinter Cell has always had like semi-open linear levels with multiple paths and ways to execute a mission. 
uh, kind of like kind of like Deathloop. Like we can we need to look at Deathloop and use that as a, a method of inspiration where you got a level, you got a linear level, yes, and uh, but there's multiple ways to go about uh, approaching your goal or objective and doing it your way, and that's what they need to do with Splinter Cell. We don't want to see open world for Splinter Cell. That needs to be scratched off. Like we don't need we don't need this behemoth of a game. Like we need a you know 15 hour experience where we can play Splinter Cell, we can play Sam Fisher, do some stealth stuff, you know, put optical cables under doors, peek through keyholes. Mm-hmm. We want to do all that kind of stuff again. We don't want to, any kind of arcadiness. You know, you don't want, you know, you want a, almost like a stealth simulation, really, uh, so you can infiltrate and, and do and play out a mission that you see how, you know, you see fit to do. I think that's what's going to make it shine. And if they try to use any of their previous assets from like any of their latest games, like that Ubisoft has produced, it's just not going to sell well. Yeah. I don't want to see an open world splinter cell where you take out a dude in one area and then you go somewhere else and come back and there's another dude standing in the same area where, where you just were, you know? Yeah. Like it, nothing ever happened. I, and I almost want to, say like how uh when breakpoint launched how it was not very well it was just like strictly just straight open world it wasn't very much to it yeah yeah same sort of thing and like i don't want to see him make that mistake with this just because they're like oh everybody wants us let's do what we know you know what we've been building off of um i'd, I'd much rather see a more linear thing and in the way you said like look at the levels designs of She's definitely, they turn what four different places, five different stages. Yep. And the three, into, four different times a day. So you really get 16 yeah. different experiences. Uh, and it's completely different on each one. Yep. But it, the, the way they execute it is just phenomenal. I mean, you can go over buildings or over through windows, through around corners or back alleys or through apartment complex, wherever you want to get to your destination, you can do it. Uh, that's what Splinter Cell needs to be, in a sense. Uh, I don't mind a closed-off linear level, that, uh, especially this day and age where games are so just whomping large for no reason. Uh, mm-hmm. I I kind of crave something that's going to tell me what to do, <laughs> like what I need to do. <laughs> I don't want to yeah, run around I, aimlessly. <laughs> I mean, even to bring it up, still a lot of people get mad about it. But like Last of Us 2's level design, it, it's linear, but it's open. Yeah, and it gave you enough open and enough guidance to feel like it was something different, and, and like I respect that, and that's what I, I really like that because I've had so many open games where I just you feel so overwhelmed. It's just a lot going it's too on, much. and it's sometimes a whole odyssey. Talk. Yeah, yeah, it's just too much. And my God, if I see a, a waypoint or something on a Splinter Cell map, I'm just going to throw the disc frisbee it across yeah. the yard. There to your neighbors. Like I don't want to see any kind of any kind of map unless it's like a floor map of a building I'm infiltrating, you know, like yeah. <laughs> or something like that. I, I don't want. I, and they could they could make. I'm not saying that Splinter Cell wouldn't fit into some kind of like open world theme, but it would have to be like okay in the open world area. Let's recruit operatives and and do like side hustle stuff to, to maybe build up the echelon, third echelon, uh, whatever is thing he works for is um and build that up maybe there's a way that you can incorporate that and and then you would select missions to go on 
as mm. that they would be the linear experience or something along those lines. Uh, maybe, you know, they could make this original and make it feel like its own thing without having to use what they've already done before. I'm thinking almost the way like um, Metal Gear Solid 5, how that was set up. Yeah, that yeah. was a huge map, but you would do specific missions and you take off and you drop off in another part of the map and things would be affected from certain ways that you did things. And you could be stealthy or you could go in and, and get messed up. <laughs> Coined loud. Just yes, all depended. True. It's a lot of different ways they could go about it. And I, I do hope that they take it the right way instead of using their, you know, typical, what would be just game plan that they do for a lot of copy and paste games that they did for a while. Yeah, I don't want that. Sam, Sam Fisher's riding a horse somewhere that I'm not, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Not doing it, but yeah, I do have a lot of hope for it. I am a big, big fan of this Winter's Hill series. You know, I played Blacklist, beat that one. I, I think I beat all the previous entries. Um, the first Splinter Cell game when they made that was like pretty revolutionary for PlayStation Two. Uh, you know, they had a lot of stuff in that game that I've never seen in a in any game before, and I think that's kind of what turned me on to the whole series. Was and it was difficult and and like you would get spotted and stuff like that. And it was just this whole new thing about a game. Like you used to just running through and just blasting everybody, you know, like that was always the Mm. thing on PlayStation Two: run through, blast everybody, the third person shooters or first person shooters. Then you come across this one game where you got to be strategic and uh, play the whole game basically with night vision goggles. (laughs) And it's just, it's just this whole new thing. And it, it really caught on to me. And I really like stealth games, uh, Dishonored, uh, Metal Gear Solids, you know, Splinter Cell, of course, and now Deathloop. That's you can play that stealthy if you want. Uh, the, even the Ghost Recon games as well, you can play those as stealth yeah. if you yeah. really wanted to. Uh, really depends on your play style, and I think that's usually my route, anyways. I take when I play most games is just kind of stealth my way in when things go bad, open up and let loose. Uh, you could argue the fact that Last, uh, Last of Us is a stealth game as well. Um, yeah, it does encourage it and it does help. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there are games out there to try to take the take, but we never had like a full blown, this is a stealth game. And this is how you play this game. <laughs> there is no going loud. Like you go loud, you lose, <laughs> you know, you, you got to have that sense of, uh, uh, and back your mind. Like when you're playing, like I cannot get spotted and instead of having the sense like, Oh, if I get spotted, I would just blow his face off. Like, you know, so yeah, don't work like that. <laughs> yeah, so that's always the uh, interesting part. And who's uh, who's you know wants to hide some dead bodies in uh, some dark corner somewhere? Because that's always fun. Oh, Hitman! Yeah, like like Hitman. Oh, yeah. That was another one. Oh yeah, yeah that's a fantastic one. Up. Yeah, Hitman was a good. But that's one where you if you know if things do go bad, you can just pop everybody in the face. <laughs> with, <laughs> with, throw fish at people's faces. You can totally get a machine gun in that game and and just let loose. <laughs> or frisbee your briefcase at somebody's neck <laughs> yeah <laughs> like what is this? use whatever you can man yeah. that, that cracked me up watching the new game and yeah somebody beating the whole stage with launching fishes at people's face <laughs> yeah that game is really good i actually don't wouldn't mind playing going back and playing the rest of those missions i never did beat that one still gotta, still gotta try that one out actually i i didn't i think what steered me away from that uh Playing it as often is because like the levels that like, can take like an hour, hour and a half to get through a stage. Yeah. Uh, if you take your time, and sometimes I just don't have the ability it's to sit time down. Constraint. 
yeah, that's why I stopped playing Returnal. Uh, I'm waiting for the patch for that. Supposedly that's coming out uh, soon. That's exciting uh, too. Big, big news for Returnal. Uh, so hopefully they got some kind of saving. I heard it's very difficult to incorporate that just because of the nature of the game. But nice of those guys at Housemark to uh, consider it and get it done. Uh, yeah, games that just take too long to get to clear a stage or get to the next save point, it, I find difficult to play just because free available free time. The Switch is a, a, a blessing for that because I can just put it to sleep and not worry yeah. about it for four days. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever turned that off. I just <laughs> sleep put it. the game in sleep and I'm like, awesome. Yeah, I'll come back and, and not remember what I was doing, but it, it won't, I, won't be, I wouldn't lose any stuff. So <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, I, I'd like to see save and, and games that make you like wait to save you know like day cycles and you have to play a whole day to save like stardew valley like don't get me wrong the game's a critical success is a great game sometimes i wish i could just save the game at my free will like yeah uh, like, in the middle of yeah like what is it so difficult to just have a manual save in there somewhere luckily though that switch lets you just sleep put it, put it in sleep mode and that's that's <laughs> really my solution and that's why another reason i just absolutely love the switch uh you can't do it on PC. Like I played Stardew Valley on PC for quite a while before I got the Switch version. Yeah, and yep. you can't you can't do that. <laughs> no. no, you finish in that day regardless. Yeah, you can go to bed early. <laughs> you go to bed at like twelve. Yeah, like in the afternoon, you're like, all right, I'm done. Yeah, then you wake up, your crops are all dead because you forgot to water them because you went to bed so early. It's like, gosh, thought it was raining. Thought it was raining. Yeah. It wasn't raining that day. But yeah. That's that. Oh, Concerned 8 coming out with a new new game. Uh, the Chocolate... What was it called? Chocolatier. Oh, yeah. Chocolatier. Uh, Chocolatier. Haunted Chocolatier. Yeah, yep. Haunted Chocolatier. I was just pulling it up. Gosh. I that really is, uh, dug deep on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I am looking forward to that. It is... From what I saw, it was very pretty. It looked like they used the, the pixel graphics, but they upped it. Like they, they just improved on it, polished it. Yep. The game looks good. That's a good next iteration from, from those guys. It's going to be hard to follow in the footsteps of Stardew Valley. So whatever they do, yeah. people aren't going to like it right off the bat, but I think it's going to grow on people because it's different. But uh, it looked like a, like I, like I told you, it looked like a mix of Moonlighter and, and Stardew Valley. And I'm, I'm totally cool with that. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's going to have all the, uh, uh, what would you say the not world building but it'll have all the the relationship I don't want to say relationship stuff but yeah. kind of like that it, yeah. it looks like the, the townspeople have different things and quests and everything it looks like you got weapons and you had like this old chocolate mansion factory thing or something <laughs> yeah. and you had like ghost shopping in there with the civilians and uh, a very peculiar game but yeah, I'm, I'm super interested little, uh, to see There's what it is that shows you your, your your recipes it looks like yep yeah look i don't know I'm super curious did they give a date on that actually um no i was actually reading about it he's working on this one and then they, they said he's also working on another game too on the side of this uh that's different and he thinks that this one will come out beforehand oh yeah it's it looked pretty much he, it looked well done already. Like from the trailer, yeah. it was pretty pretty in depth, and it showed like a lot of the game. I wouldn't think it'd be too much uh, longer. 
he's been working on this one like some nights and weekends in between working on Stardew Valley stuff still. As he's still constantly releasing stuff for that. That's a that game is probably one of the best supported games after development. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of stuff's uh, come out free for that game. There's there's no DLC for Stardew Valley. No, it was all included. They added another whole uh, map and everything to it as well. Yep. Which I've never even touched. Yeah, I haven't done that yet either. The beach one or whatever. Yeah, the one you take a boat over to it. But this is it compares to uh, like we were talking with Darkest Dungeon about how it was a very uh, what it was like kickstarted. Yeah, basically. And then it came out and it was a huge success. And that gave the developer like, wow, now I can do all this stuff for it. And they instead of charging, they gave most of it away for free. Uh, and then PC Stardew Valley lets you do mods and everything for it. It's very mod friendly. And all kinds of stuff they've added with that. Yeah, that's probably still like at all the farming sims I play. That's probably the most enjoyable and easy to play relaxing game. Yeah, it hits yeah. a different spot that some of the other ones don't. Yeah, it's a very good game. Yeah, I'm I'm super super excited to try that. The new one, uh, it actually made me want to play Moonlighter. Uh, the other day, I was like, man, I need to I need to fire that back up. Got that bad boy in the Switch too. Yeah, that's a good game. It's fun. Solid. It's a uh, you know dungeon crawling, and you get a sell your goods and services. I really like the shop part. I think the shop parts what really gets me gets me going. I like upgrading and selling stuff that you find. I think that's pretty cool. And you set your own prices and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Throw people out of your store. Yeah, you can. Them thieves. Sticky fingered thieves. <laughs> Go and get it. <laughs> Won't drop that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I might have to try that out later. No, nah, I better beat uh, Metroid. I'm not gonna remember yeah, how to play it. Don't do it. You won't come back. <laughs> uh, I think that's all I got, though. Any uh, final thoughts, comments, or concerns, there, sir? No, I think that Chocolatier was the last thing I was gonna cover. Really? Yeah, that hit me last. I, think, I don't think I had anything else. I think I said it all in the beginning. And the Advanced War thing was one of them. I said that. Ah, I just saw uh, No Man's Sky did another update. Um, Is that the Expeditions? Oh, they did a Halloween update. (laughs) Added uh, rideable sandworms and flesh fireworks is what it says. That game has gone so off the wall, man. I love every every fact of it. Yeah, you see the video of that? (laughs) (laughs) I love everything they're doing, but man, I am so far behind on what all this is. I love. I I, almost started it up, but I was like... (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing. It's very confusing. It's just so much stuff. And like people complain that they didn't have enough content when it launched. Well, I'll tell you what, you get in there now and you're not going to know what is going on. You got too much <laughs> stuff to do. It's so much. Yeah, it's like I played it for freaking hours and hours when that game came out. I thought even though it was a little lackluster in content, I like the, the cycle and grind of it. I like going to yeah. a planet, shooting some rocks, selling said rocks. <laughs> Buying bigger ship. Yeah, I didn't mind the cycle. It was perfectly fine with me. And scanning some monsters or uh, critters or whatever the things are. And uh, moving on. 
I enjoyed that whole cycle, and I played that for many hours, just like that, and it's in its vanilla form. And then they I, started I upgrading. Good. Yes. Yeah, I'm watching part of the video while we're doing this, and he's flying around riding one in the sky. <laughs> it's it's wild, man. I, yeah, you could like. I don't know. There's so much stuff in that game. I'm so far behind. I really want to buy like all I want to do is buy a freighter at one point. And I was like, well, I could buy a freighter, then I could park my ship in a bigger ship. That's 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 pretty bananas. <laughs> I can't wait to do that. And uh, that's kind of where I left off. Uh, I don't know how you even change what race of thing that you are because I know you can do that. You can be a robot or one of the aliens. Yeah, you can change. Uh, I don't think you had to do it though. I don't think you could do that when I made my character. I don't even think you changed what it looked no, like. No, they've. They've added that. Like you can pick one of the yeah. types of things that you see out in yeah, the yeah, yeah. space. You can change your uh, with the way you look and stuff like that. I think on the trade space station things. I think. Ah, uh, that's probably what it is. Uh yeah, you can change your looks and stuff. That I wasn't there last time I played. So much to do. Yeah. And you know, my completionist problem of uh wanting to do everything. I have to visit every planet and every solar system because I got to mark it on the map, you know. You just got to do it. You then won't be able to sleep at night. It really does bother me, man. And I, it says there's like so many fauna and flora and stuff on the. I got to discover them all. And then I can't find the last one. It's like nine out of ten. I can't find a dumb little one inch wide bird or something. <laughs> and then it takes me 13 hours to find them. And I did nothing. <laughs> you know? That's where I, you know, that's the problem with that game. Yeah, yeah. You got to break free of it. You got to break free of it, man. But if you ever play No Man's Sky, we'll get in there and and fly some ships or something out there, dude. Because <laughs> you can do that is. now. Ah, uh, you can do that Open now. I guess. Yeah. yeah, I tried some of the base building like real early on when that came out, and uh, I made like a teleporter to get back to like my said home planet. I made with like uh, some base stuff on it. Yeah. I don't know, dude. <laughs> I, I, I didn't. I didn't know what I was doing. I, I, and the teleporter thing. I don't know. It was like clipping through the roof because I didn't make the roof high. I don't. I don't even know if it worked. Then I didn't know enough languages or something to activate a rep, reputation to activate the teleporter on the trade stations or whatever, and it, it didn't work. And very, very. Well, this is too too much. I need to get a like a whole book of No Man's Sky and just read it. Hmm. You'd be reading forever. You put that in your bathroom. Yeah, yeah, I swear. A good place for it. <laughs> Eric, gonna go learn some No Man's Sky. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back in 30 minutes. Maybe 45. Yeah, it's a long chapter. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, good game, though. Props to those guys at uh, Hello Games. And Sean Murray. I think he's got it made it. Sounds right. Sounds right. It's going to be his name today. <laughs> that's your name. <laughs> Sean Murray. But yeah, that's all I got. That's, uh, I'm fresh out. Yeah, I'm with you. Well, I think we're out of here. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Legacy Respawn. And you can also support us over on Patreon.com slash Legacy Respawn. Get the show ad-free. Get some extra content. And you can always help us. Help us make a living, you know. Help us support our living. Yeah. That's always nice. But until next time, guys, take care. Bye.